Chicago, Illinois. Hi, I'm Devin, and I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're best friends! <laughs> we started this weekly podcast to hold each other accountable? Yes, Devin, accountable around health and wellness. Welcome, Welcome to, to Weekly Buddy Time! time. Stacy, Devin, how the hell are you? You know, I'm okay. I'm uh, on vacation again. I mean, I know that uh, this Weren't is not... Weren't you just already on <laughs> vacation? Like, yeah. a minute this and a half ago. A replay episode? We're oh, just okay. on vacation again. But this is just a three-day <laughs> weekend trip, so it's a quick trip. Um, and you're using a service that you've talked about on the show before, right? Yes, and I can't... I don't even know what episode it was. I know it was one of our first... <laughs> it was like 20-something, uh, I guess. It was, it was way back there. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> It's a service called Pack Up and Go, and it's a surprise travel agency. So they plan you a trip, but you can't know anything about it until the day you leave. Um, gotcha. Well, technically, I guess. We technically opened ours tonight so that we could make sure we planned our route, but, um, <laughs> but we're not supposed to open it until the morning of. Right, right, because it's supposed to be a big surprise. But you got it, like, I don't know, three days ago or something. So it seems like that in itself yeah. should, that's like if they if they don't really don't want you open it they shouldn't send it to you until like the day of <laughs> i know right they should get yeah. it closer exactly exactly yeah but uh that's good um yeah. so i'm excited for that understandable i'm excited for you one of these days i'll get out and do something <laughs> maybe <laughs> you one of these days you'll leave the house one of these days <laughs> it's oh. never gonna happen no that's okay it's uh you know this too shall pass. That's true. Lord, I hope so. <laughs> um, I had a weird dream last night. <laughs> yeah? Where, because um, I have all kinds of weird, like, ang- pa- pandemic anxiety dreams. And so, mm-hmm. but this particular one was an interesting flavor because I was taking my kids to, like, school in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, like, apparently there was, like, there was, like, you were supposed to hit a specific period of time to have them in school so that there wasn't they weren't as around as many people so like yeah. they had like staggered the day the hours and the days up yeah. a bit and so i was rushing and somehow i ended up in the driveway of my minister and i accidentally rolled into his car <laughs> and oh, no. <laughs> and so i walk i came up and of course i'm feeling really self-conscious because i don't have a mask on and I'm at somebody's house, and it's my minister, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, in the dream, I'm like, do I call the cops? Do I call a a um, person to come and, like, look at the car? Like a... <laughs> and so I was, like, just looking for all these people, and I think, like, I literally took out the yellow pages at some point because I couldn't understand <laughs> who I was supposed to call. Oh. And... Um, and my minister and his wife were, like, trying to, like, take care of me. Like, they put me in, like, a recliner. Like, I had been injured or something. And they were like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just freaking out. It was is a very bizarre dream. Anyway. That is very weird. Yeah. So. Anywho. That probably means you're, like, overstressed and you need someone to take care of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Where's... Kids stole it again. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Use that one. Yeah. Uh, 
that'll work. That'll work. No, uh, Kai was having pro- tummy problems again, so she spent a lot of time on the Aww. bed. So I guess they took the bell so she could ring a bell if she needed yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Which is sweet. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of sweet, what are you drinking? I am drinking, I think I was drinking this last week too. Well, last week I think I was drinking the deal with it, but then I switched to this. Um, but the Bell's Best Brown. Ah, yes, yes. You had mentioned yes. that. Yes. So I'm still working through those. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. It was refreshing. Excellent. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? I am drinking something very outside of my usual um, self. What? I am drinking a pink Moscato. <laughs> oh, that is very outside. It is, it is a um, barefoot wine pink Moscato. So super classy. Okay. Yeah. Um, my a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine at work. Um, had a baby a couple of weeks ago and we had a baby shower for mm-hmm. her a drive-by baby shower which i think mm-hmm. i may have mentioned um yes like several weeks like a month and a half ago or something but mm-hmm. now and uh, at the time part of the party gift was a little like you know um what do i call them tiny tiny jar tiny travel size not travel size because it's a wine bottle but <laughs> Like, you know, sample size, sampler, wine, bottle size, you know, tiny, tiny bottle. Uh, one serving, single serving bottle. Airplane? Of, yeah. Sure. Airplane bottles? Sure. Airplane bottles. Travel. Yeah. That's a travel box. See, I was, I was on the right track. Anyway. Yep. Um, so pink Moscato and it was like, you know, pop it when she pops type of thing. Ah. Uh, and I had meant to actually drink it when the baby arrived and then I forgot about it and I saw it in the fridge today and I was like, well... I missed my opportunity, but I guess I could do it now. So, uh, yep. so here, here's here's to baby Bristol. <laughs> How nice! I don't think yep. I've ever had a pink Moscato. I've had Moscato, which it is very sweet. Yes, um, I don't think I've had a pink one, but yeah. So it's it's very sweet. It's it's yeah. not bad, but okay. it's definitely not my usual. No, so. that's for sure. Yeah, I finally went and got. 12 i actually ended up buying 14 uh but <laughs> you always my, need to have extras yeah actually i think i might have got a, okay so my wine bottle holder holds 12 bottles of wine yes um so i had one and i bought 14 and <laughs> then we went to cooper's hawk and got our bottle our free bottle so i ah. have 15 bottles of wine so i've only drank one right now uh, but I have bottles one. Of one on the wall. Fifteen. Bottles <laughs> yeah. of one. I feel so <laughs> good. I, I feel so complete. <laughs> Absolutely. Am I not right? Like that is the best thing. Whenever you have it a really full is. wine rack, it is the best thing in the world. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I I hear you. Absolutely. So good. Good for you. It looked very nice. Thank you for the picture. Yes. It made me feel good. You're welcome. <laughs> good. Yeah. That is it's also like part of the AS- reason. That I'm um, drinking the pink Moscato because then I'd have to open up a bottle of wine off of. Oh, <laughs> Cause, yes, yeah. Because then there would be there would be a space. I, I don't want a yeah. space left. It's it's like full wine racks are your ASMR. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's, just look at you. Just need a book of like <laughs> need a book of full wine racks. Uh, I do. I do. Oh. I actually did back in the day. I followed a Twitter account. Um, 
or maybe it was a uh, RSS feed. I don't remember now, but you know, one of those things that I never look at anymore. Of yeah, thing- or like Tumblr or something. Right. And it was like things organized neatly. And so oh, it was just yeah. like pictures that were, that they post every day of just something that was organized neatly. And it just made oh. me so happy every day. <laughs> yeah. How nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find that. Anyway, but we've got an important topic to talk about today. We do have an important topic. Um, I don't know if you want to you want to lead with this because this was this was another yet another great suggestion from friend of the show James Hacker. That's right, that's right. He's uh, pretty much our producer um, unofficially. We just <laughs> don't pay him for it yet. But, uh, yeah, um, well, you know we're working, yeah. on, we're, we're working on things. Yeah, I owe checks in the mail. <laughs> um, but this one, he had recommended it to us and thought that it was an interesting, um, it's a podcast that he listens to called Life Kit, and it is put on by NPR. And this particular episode was about being a people pleaser and kind of why it's bad and how to stop it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you do you want me? To, I have several points. Do you want me to kind of? Jump I do in? too. Yeah, we can do it, and then like we can we can like go back and forth because I'm sh- I you probably did the same thing I did, which was write notes as you were listening to it. Yes, um, so they probably go in order. Right. Yeah. Even though I just did just as a quick aside, as I did a quick search for things organized neatly, and there is an mm-hmm. Instagram. Oh, um, nice. So uh, that may that may have to I will link to that, and that may have to go on my follow list. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, but yes, let me remind it. There they are. Okay. 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 So uh, the very first thing that caught me off guard was that people-pleasing is a habit because oh, yeah. everything that we have learned and talked about is that people-pleasing is a personality trait. Right. And the first thing um, that I wrote down was that I am definitely a people pleaser. And then <laughs> yeah. what I what actually what I first wrote down was I am definitely a people pleasure. And then I was like, <laughs> well, yes, but that's a, that's a different thing. <laughs> right, right. So, uh yes, yes, I am def yes. So, yeah, yeah, like the the idea it was definitely they talked a lot more about it being a behavior than a habit, which I'm really interested to know what your thoughts were on that. Like, as uh, did you agree with that, or did you have some pause on that? Well, I guess so. I guess that made me it. I I didn't think about it from a point of agreeing or disagreeing. Okay, but what it did do is make me think of it differently. Okay, um, which I think is important because if you from the things that well first of all let me just say i think most of these like motivational speaker type things or like for example the profile test that we do assessments right yes all that kind of stuff is just made up any i mean they're science i, mean, I shouldn't say made up but um <laughs> like it's a gimmick i should this is say spoken, I this is spoken like a true d <laughs> <laughs> i know right uh-huh. see Anyway, um, I mean, it's like your horoscope, right? Like, you're always going to find pieces that you fit to. But I think those things are gimmicky because someone is presenting it to make money. And although there may be a kernel of truth, I think that um, it can sometimes be uh, inflated or maybe the way that they... um, What's the word? Not flourished it out. Uh, Flourish starts with that. Dang it. Fleshed fleshed it out. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. (laughs) The way they fleshed it out made it come go a little differently. So the, I like the idea that people-pleasing is a habit because you're in control of that. Right. Where 
if it's a personality trait, although you can still change your personality, but it's very hard. And they say a lot of times that you, when you're under distress or something, that you end up reverting back to whatever your natural state is. Right. So I like the idea, whether I don't know if I agree or disagree, but (laughs) I like the idea of it being a habit because then it's in your control. See, I had the opposite reaction, which was because I am, and I think they talked about this a little bit later, that like you you tend to, this tend to, tends to become part of your identity. Like people yeah. take on people pleasing as an identity. Um, yeah. And I so definitely do that. And so yeah. whenever they were like, oh, it's just a thing that you do, like a habit, I was just like, no, man, this is who I am. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell me this. This is who I am. You're attacking my person. to be happy. Shut up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no to the fact that you're saying people pleasing is uh, is just a habit. Cause I don't well, there think... you go. Now you're, you're right. starting. There you time. go. There you go. Yeah. Well, um, and the interesting thing is, and uh, I have one more point before I go on to this, but mm-hmm. at first, listen, I was like, well, I'm not a people pleaser. Like, that's not, that's not who I am. Uh-huh. But then some of the points they talked about, I was like, oh okay, I do some of those things. Right. So I think there are different, there's different ways, of course. I'm not a traditional, like we talked about the personality assessments, I'm not a traditional people pleaser. Right. Um, and and I definitely am, for sure. Yes, I'm yeah, a, for sure. 50%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just for some um, color around it, they said that, I guess if you're, it's more about why, like when you do something, mm-hmm. what's your motivation? And if you're doing it to gain attention, love, affection, or validation, to avoid um, conflict, criticism, <laughs> loss, so rejection, or increased <laughs> stress. For me. Like, I just don't want to fight. Don't fight. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I can definitely see... Um, I think all that makes sense that regardless if it's a personality or a habit, I think that the, those make sense. Right. Absolutely. And it was really interesting because I bristled, like I bristled at a lot of this probably because it hit so close to home. Um, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> like uh, the doing things for the wrong reasons. I was like, but I don't do things for the wrong reasons. And then they were like, blah, 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 and avoiding conflict. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't want to fight with anybody. I don't know what's wrong with that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, but that definitely is me. And another thing that I thought was really interesting was that they said that often it looks like hypercompetence. So like yes. if somebody is on their game and they do all the things and they're like, you know, trying to be like perfect at all the stuff all the time, then mm-hmm. it may be that they're a people pleaser. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I might identify with that just slightly. <laughs> Well, yeah, and from there, that's where they went into uh, perfectionism Mm -hmm. is a form of people-pleasing. And that's where I was like, oh, wait. And I don't think – I'm not a full-blown perfectionist like some some people. Like, if you ever just see me and you look at my clothes and my hair, and you'll be like, oh, she's not a perfectionist. Um, So I'm not a full-blown perfectionist, but – I do, we've talked about, I think, like I have a tr- I have trouble trying to explore other hobbies because I don't like not being immediately good at something. Right. Um, and so I kind of relate that, I guess, a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and uh, they said, you can hold yourself to a high standard because of what you might get or what it will help you avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand how that relates to people pleasing because in that case, if you hold yourself to a high standard because of what you might get. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's pleasing yourself. That's not 
Like when I try to do well at work. Right. I'm doing it because I hope to get a promotion. Right. So. But you're pleasing people in the process of hoping yeah. to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's interesting. That I have a harder time identifying with because my motivations are definitely on the on the avoidance as opposed to the... Uh, oh, yeah. Tra- like, I could care. I have no desire to be promoted. I have no desire to, to go up. I, you know, people give me a bonus. I got a bonus at work recently, and I was just like, uh, are you sure about this? <laughs> Like, does someone else deserve this money more than me? Right. Like, I don't really think that it's me you're talking to, you know. So I'm not like, I'm not one of those people. I'm not motivated by that. But I am motivated by things I try to avoid, like conflict and um, disharmony and people not liking me and, you know, rejection and stuff like that. So those are things that that definitely, uh, but I don't know. I mean, like, that's an interesting thought. about if you are, if you're pleasing people with it, with the motivation to gain something for yourself, is that truly being a people pleaser? That's a right. Question. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, so that's where I kind of started second guessing it a little bit for myself, at least, because also <laughs> they talk about, she says, there's a lot of people pleasers in the workplace. Those are the people that always clean out the fridge and wipe down the <laughs> microwave. And I thought to myself, but I clean out the fridge, but I do it because I enjoy cleaning out the fridge. Um, but so she actually addresses that later At work? and says, well, yeah, wait, anywhere. Wait, wait. I don't, I'll come you, to, I'll clean out the fridge anywhere. You'll clean out my fridge? It, yes. I love cleaning out fridges. Oh, my God. You never yeah, know what you're, you're going to find wrong in there. with you. <laughs> wrong with you that well, is the worst god i hate that that is like the thing that i hate the worst in the world oh my gosh i love it because one you're like okay what's the oldest date i can find and then once you're done with that scavenger hunt then once you find the what expired food scavenger hunt yes yes and then once you find the old stuff like trying to identify it now that it's molded into something crazy i love it i love it okay but uh, she later, she hmm. does distinguish it. Huh? That's funny. That's just funny. Go oh. ahead. Oh, okay. That's okay. She later distinguishes it and says, yeah, there are some things that you can do that may look like people-pleasing things, but you have to ask yourself, am I doing this because I feel like I have to or because I want to? So I think that's yeah. where I was like, oh, yes, I want to clean out the fridge. I don't feel like I have to clean out the fridge to make anyone else happy in the building, you know, or in the office. Right. Uh, I I want to clean out the fridge, you know, and sometimes I'm even guilty of like, I'll throw something away and I'll be like, they might get mad at me, but that's been in here for two weeks. It is expired. <laughs> it should not be in here. <laughs> so too funny. I was glad that she went that way. Yeah. <sighs> right. Um, yeah. Oh, something else was that, um, and I can definitely see this, women are socialized to be people pleasers. And I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I, we could do a whole segment on that, I think. But right. I'm not prepared to speak to that. But yes. Well, I had some, because this is what I thought was really interesting about that. Because I was not socialized to be a people pleaser, which yeah. is what is really funny. Because I have no idea what happened to me. And I wonder, some like, if that's part of the reason why I have, like, gender identity questions. Oh, you know? maybe. Because, yeah. like... My grandmother and my mom were both like, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, yeah, I will yeah. I will fight you to the death. Like, I, they would not do anything to make anybody happy ever. And they did not care if you liked them. Yeah. And they did not care if you agree with them. And they were ready to, like, 
go to war all the time, both of them. And yeah. uh, by my grandfather, I don't know <laughs> like how he might have been like in the public life, you know, like at, at his job or, you know, because he didn't really mm-hmm. talk much about that. But at home, at least with like me and as a child, like he was very calm and like, you know, he was kind of very, very uh, different than than the women in my family. And so I wouldn't say that he was a people pleaser, except except that he definitely had like this desire to for everyone to love him. And um, and so and that was like his biggest motivation. And that ended up kind of being toxic sometimes because if like you disagree with him then obviously you hated him type of thing uh and he would turn it on you that way but i think that like i think that i got that more like softer people pleasing thing from him which is part of the reason why i'm so confused (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) because i'm like no guys are supposed to what huh yes yeah so, um, yeah, so I definitely was not socialized to be a people pleaser from my mom and my uh, grandmother. So, yeah, I can I definitely see that. Maybe I just did that as a as a survival method in a yeah. house full of people who were who were not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're like, just don't just don't yell at me. Right. Just don't throw things at me. <laughs> yes. I will do whatever you want. Just please love me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goes back to the motivation is love. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and yeah. And uh, affirmation. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Yep. Yeah. All sorts of deep things here. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, uh, but I know, like, right after that was when she talked about the identity thing and uh, that, like, if you, when you're first digging into it and you're like, okay, I'm going to start doing things differently, you're like, well, if I'm not going to be a people pleaser anymore, then what am I going to be? Just Am I just going to be an asshole? And <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm like. I don't want to like be a mean person. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there is, like she was talking about how funny it was that people pleasers seem to have like this, like it's all or nothing mm-hmm. mentality when it comes to that. Like you can't yeah. just, sometimes push back or you know or just assert yourself because if you do that at all obviously you're a jerk uh as opposed to like you know somebody who does it all the time like there's definitely levels of like right you know and apparently maybe that's part of the reason why we do it we just don't see that there's levels it's like Mm -hmm. you know um but you you automatically think if you say no this person's gonna be mad at you right right and uh and the other thing that i wrote down was she talked about how whenever someone makes a suggestion, like they ask you a question or ask a request of you, and then you immediately start behaving like it's a demand. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. Demand versus feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I need to, I think I need to consider that one too, because, and, you know, because sometimes, even if it is your boss, but oftentimes, even a peer will say just something like, hey, can you do this thing? And they're your peer. I mean, they're not your boss. So it's definitely just like, well, yeah. it's like more of a request. But you know what I mean? Like, right. You just take everything. You just like, yes, I'm going to do everything that everyone tells me, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Regardless of what the, where the request is coming from. Right. Right. So. Um. I will say that work is a place that I, outside of the perfectionist promotion type conversation we already had, Mm because that's, I think, a little on the fence. But um, one thing that I found myself um, 
I think I could fall into the people pleaser category is that the people that report to me, uh, if they have a problem, I feel like I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it can get really frustrating when in order for me to fix it, like if I have to go to another leader and that leader doesn't agree with me um, <coughs> and they won't change, right. then it's very fresh. Like I get very upset and I feel like I'm letting my team member down even though I know they can't have everything they want. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. You know, I, I'm like, they're going to think I'm a terrible boss if I can't fix this situation for them. Um, but see what that's, they're going to think I'm a terrible boss. Like that is your yeah. thought. So that is yeah. absolutely into this people pleasing thing. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. And it makes me miserable sometimes because I, at, there are times, of course, when if you've ever been a leader of people, um, when people just want to complain or they just want to oh, vent. Oh, of course. And, yeah, and sometimes it can get, I don't think they probably don't care, but or they don't realize that that can be draining if you're just always complaining to somebody. Right. Like, that can be draining to that person. And then if that person feels like they have to fix everything, well, then it just makes them miserable if they can't, you know? And that's kind of what I've right. been facing a little bit lately. And I think that, that that made me realize that, yeah, I need to step back and actually sort the request, the feedback, and not the demands. <laughs> right, I need to right. step back and uh, sort the feedback and prioritize and really determine, is this something that I need to be fighting or not, you know? Right, right. So that was a good takeaway for me. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the takeaways for me, or a good takeaway for me, was this idea of how much of your life is what you actually want to do versus what you mm-hmm. feel obligated to do. Yeah, um, because, you know, it, it's been a lot better since the pandemic has happened because now I don't have anything to do um, outside <laughs> yeah. of the things I absolutely have to do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I haven't like before and we've talked about this on this on this podcast before where I'd be I'd double or triple book myself because yes. I would, you know, do this and someone want this and then I would do this and blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of interesting to. um to kind of think about it from that point of view as like, what do I really want to do? And yeah. that's not a question I ask myself very often. It's, it's, it really isn't. <laughs> um, no. And I'm not sure like, you know, and we can talk about this in a minute, but some of the key takeaways that they had was like, you know, learning the difference that like learning yourself and learning the difference between when you feel like you have a desire to do something and then you feel yes. like you have an obligation to do something. Yeah. And that is something I definitely need to explore a little bit more because um, I I don't have a good feel of, <laughs> of what is what <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my life, honestly. So. Yeah, because, and that's what they also said was another sign was because if you, if, if you know, even if you do know there is something that you want to do, but you miss out on it because you feel obligated to do this other thing for this other person, yes. then, um, you know, that's, that's a sign that you're obviously people pleasing. And there's definitely, going back to my work, which I'm just learning, I guess, apparently I am a people pleaser at work, but <laughs> um, I often, if something comes up at work, no matter what, I will cancel my plans and stay and get it done. Right. Now, you know, and that's a decision that I've made to progress because it is very important to me to promote and move up in the company and so um that is a decision that i consciously made and i realize i'm doing it but there's definitely been times where i've been like you know hey i can't go to this 
concert because I have to work late and do this thing, you know, right, whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I've definitely missed out on things because, yeah. because of that, you know. Well, I mean, you kind of completely changed your whole life based on that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I picked up and moved to Chicago. You know, so, yeah. It's- a little bit there. Just just slightly. Just slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Oh, um, so you mentioned obligation, and I thought it was really interesting, and this is, I think, definitely true, that if you do something out of guilt or obligation, then it just leads to resentment. Um, and so right. that's a reason not to do something, obviously, and but you don't realize it at the time that it's going to lead to resentment later. But I've definitely, you know been guilted into something and then was like fine okay i'll do it and then you just like hate that person for it you know right right yeah and even if you don't hate that person for it it's something like i am so bad about um like i don't even know what you would call it but just you know giving in to certain things that i don't necessarily agree with right a little Mm -hmm. bit at a time a little bit at a time a little bit at a time over a period of however long and then eventually something breaks and I just go ape shit. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not pretty when that happens no. because yeah. nobody I don't get mad very often and when I do, you just don't you don't want to be around. You just don't want to view it. I'm not <laughs> rational. I don't right. say nice things. Um I will never forget whenever I was oh my gosh, eighteen years old. I had to have been eighteen. Um, and I went to a Tori Amos concert and, uh, and we had front row seats cause I had a friend who had front, who managed to get us front row seats and the previous Tori Amos concert I'd gone to, we all sat in the front and it was great. Uh, and everybody sat down, but things had changed in her style. And so everybody rushed the stage. And oh. so I was sitting down because I thought that was what you were supposed to do. And everybody got in front of me and I'm really short and it did not make me oh happy. Gosh, yeah. Um, and then like, I was, I was so livid. It's such a stupid thing to get so mad about. Right. Yeah. But I was livid. I was so mad, um, about that. And I was like screaming Mm -hmm. obscenities to everybody in front of me. I mean, it was, I was not a good look. I mean, I was, I was also, I was 18. So, I mean, there was also that, but like, just don't, I, I don't get mad very often, but when I get mad, it's, I get mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get really mad. Yeah, it's for not, sure. Yeah. Anytime you hold something in. No. Yeah. Um, well, and also, so talking about the resentment piece, um, and this ties back to the perfectionist piece, which I think uh, this kind of pertains to me, is that sometimes if you're, if you are trying to be a top performer or try to be a star, if you're trying to be a perfectionist, it's that you subconsciously are trying to show the others how to be also a star employee. And that leads to resentment when they don't perform to your expectations. Oh, yeah. And I know that happens all the time. I'm just sitting over there being like, oh, my God, why can't you just do your job? You know, and it's like, <laughs> of course, that's a pretty base level um, expectation. But right. I can definitely see like, well, you know, if I can do this, then, you know, why can't you do this? You know, kind of thing. Right. Yes. Um, and you're just putting these you're putting the expectations of yourself on others, which I don't know how that's people pleasing, but I guess <laughs> that's what she said. So I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, I think because um, there's like, and I, and I definitely could see this like on my dark days, that's totally me when she's like, you know, you take so much on and you're like, you know, 
there's a part of you that's like, look at all the things that I do. Why can't you recognize how hard I work? I do all this work and what are you doing over there? You know, and like, it's not constructive at all. It is like one of the most um, toxic mindsets that you can get into. But especially with my kids, I totally get into it sometimes where I'm just like, do you not understand? I spent five hours putting together all these works for you to do for school and all you're doing is throwing them away and stomping on them you know like yeah yeah (laughs) it's like that's not why that is not the motivation I should not be spending five hours on works for my kids with any type of idea that they're going to appreciate it (laughs) right yeah (laughs) because they are not you know that is not why you do it um, so yeah, so I, I identify with that as well. I, I like to think that for the most part, I have that under control, but you know, they're, everybody has their bad days. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially when you've worked really hard on something. And in this case, that's not, I mean, it's a little bit of a choice because technically you could have sent them, but it just wasn't right. It wasn't, didn't make sense for your family. So you were kind of forced into the situation, which yeah. then, um, so then now you're just kind of looking for, like, somebody appreciate what I'm doing here, you know? <laughs> thing is, it's so much work. I just wish someone would take a minute to appreciate how much work I put it into this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, if I'm being honest, that may be part of the reason why I'm still, like, why I post so much of it on social media is, yeah. like, because at least <laughs> like people would be like, oh, you're doing such a great job. I'm like, yay, validation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody please notice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked amazing the other day. I didn't say anything, so for now on, I will. But you, you do not have to. No, that's not, that is not me fishing for accomplish, accomplish, compliments. You just said it was. That Well, yes. <laughs> me doing it is fishing for compliments. <laughs> me saying that I'm fishing for compliments is not fishing for compliments. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so kind of the main takeaway I got here was basically set boundaries and mm-hmm. and uh, stick to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I really want to, like, the, like she did the whole takeaways at the end, which I really liked. Uh, and yeah, out of those, um, I think that I liked the idea that you should understand what your bandwidth is and respect it. I'm really bad yeah. about that. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> so. I'm on the other end. I don't push my bandwidth enough. I'm like, oh, I have one thing scheduled this week. That's too much. But, you know, and, and you're like, I have 47 things scheduled this week. I can fit in three more. I can do it. That's fine. Um, so I, definitely that was a key takeaway. And then another one was just understanding the difference between that desire and obligation. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to take some time to kind of be mindful and take a minute and, you know, th- see how I'm really feeling about things before I agree or disagree to do them. Yeah. Um, One of the other things she mentioned there was the art of the pause. And that's just basically taking a yes. minute and thinking about things. And I think, and that's a good <laughs> yeah. tip for me in general, because um, I don't know why, but I do feel like, like, there can be no silence. And I'm, I'm comfortable with silence <laughs> in general. Yeah. But if someone says something, like if they ask me a question, I feel like I have to immediately answer. Right. Um, and I need to I need to learn the art of the pause, which I actually, oh, I should have uh, re- reread this article. Um, I read this whole article, and this was probably a month ago, about 
leaders that uh, do the pause on purpose. And I think it was something like, uh, uh, shoot, <laughs> everybody's name just left me. Uh, Elon <laughs> Musk. Um, okay. And probably, I think, Jeff Bezos, too. And uh, Steve Jobs. Like, those types of people. Yeah. Um, they purposely take... Like, if they're asked a question, they perfectly, purposely take, like, 15 to 20 seconds before they respond. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I think there was a thing in the article about Elon starts his meetings with, like, a it was, like, 10 minutes of silence. And it's, he brings, or everyone has a copy of the memo for the meeting. Everyone is expected to read it and put some thoughts together about it before they, Instead of expecting people to do it before the meeting, they come together and they have that undistracted time to put their thoughts together. And then it leads to better engagement in the conversation. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and like there was all these links to all these interviews of like Steve Jobs and stuff where, um, like he, like it's almost awkward because we're so, as a society, we're so used to talk, 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 talk. But, um, like he, right. Yeah. Like I think it was when he first came back to Apple and someone says like, you know, why should we want you back at Apple? Because you've been out of the industry for six years or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, he, uh, he takes this really long pause to just think about it and, and then gives a really good answer. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah. Like if I could just have that confidence or that calm where I could my... just be quiet for like a minute and a half. Yeah. And just, yeah. Well, it's actually, that's related. So another thing that I've been doing this week and I, I can plug this, I can put this in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is I signed up for a, uh, Montessori homeschooling virtual summit. So, yeah, I'm so uh, jealous of that. <laughs> it's actually been really good. Um, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of the sessions yet. Uh, but the good thing is that like they're out there and I get to watch them till the end of the year. So it's not like I have to go watch them all this week. Um, but it's really cool. And one of the things that, one of the sessions that I did watch was on observation and like Mm -hmm. how important that is for your kids. And, um, and what was really cool about that was like this idea of sitting there in silence and like not engaging with them and letting them truly like just have that uninterrupted time to concentrate and figure things out is like really important. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm really bad at. Like if I'm explaining something to the kid, I'm explaining it to them and I'm like, you know, and I I don't let them just sit in silence. I always respond to them when they respond, like, you know, and like if I could just like, take a few minutes and just be quiet like it would allow the opportunity for them to start solving some of the problems themselves you know yeah and yeah. um and so it was like oh maybe i should try that that would be really good <laughs> <laughs> that would be really yeah. that'd be a really good thing for me to do i so. um i often don't pause i think too sometimes on the topics that we get going on here like i'll like you'll ask me a question and I'll talk for 10 minutes, you know, without even a pause. But also (laughs) if I'm doing like a presentation or like teaching someone something at work, I'll do the same thing. I'll just continuously talk. And I I, I probably need to like, just take a pause, you know, just, just have a pause. (laughs) Just take a minute. Yeah. Just take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was all I had. Um, I'll try to find that article if I can about the, um, 
pause to add to the show notes. But other than that, yeah, um, it was really good. And the funny thing was, it was only 20 minutes. And we got so much, again, we talked about about a 20-minute podcast for 40 minutes. Yes, exactly. Um, That's okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. (laughs) Um, So I did want to ask, so do you think that you'll start... Are you going to kind of self-analyze this a little bit and kind of set some goals to work towards? Uh, or kind of <laughs> Are you just going to be like, nope, still a people pleaser? <laughs> I, do th- I, I think I'm going to try to get more mindful about it. And I think I'm going to try to be more in tune with like what I'm where where my energy levels really are and whether or not I really want to do something or whether or not I feel obligated to do something. So I'm going to yeah. start there. And then I feel that if like, you know, <laughs> and then we'll work from there. Um, okay. You know, so that'll, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, um, to be honest, I think just this whole quarantine thing has helped you realize it because, um, I think six months, or I guess more than six months. God, we've been here forever. Um, I know. You know, eight <laughs> months ago or whatever, if I would have said that, you know, you were doing too much, you were like, no, I like this. I like, in fact, I could probably find one of our episodes, you know. And, and, right. And you were just like, no, I like being busy. I like, I don't like downtime. I want to do all the things. Exactly. And, you know, so. And I'm, I'm like, like this- no, actually, I like, I like having some downtime. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breathing is nice. Breathing is nice. Um, yeah. yeah, and like, absolutely. It, I mean, I've learned, I've learned so much about myself over this whole pandemic thing and, and the things that are important to me and the things that are not important to me. Um, mm-hmm. And in the ways that I identify myself and the ways that I don't identify myself and the ways that I shouldn't probably identify myself. Um, yeah. And it's just been, it has been, it, it has been ridiculously painful and terrible, but also very, um, eye-opening and soul-evolving. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I'm So I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, I, I'm not glad that the pandemic happened. Let me, let me be very, very well, uh, yeah. clear because yeah. it's terrible and so many people are, have been sick and have died and it's, you know, and the kid, my kids would be so much better if they were actually at school with somebody who knew what they were doing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like there's, and they miss their friends. Poor Kai came in today and she's like she literally face planted onto the floor and she was just like i wish the coronavirus was gone because i want to see my i want to go to school and see my friends and my teachers and i want to go to gabby who is her cousin i want to go to gabby's house and have fun i was like no i'm so sorry yeah (laughs) me too so yeah um so yeah, like obviously I don't I'm I'm not glad that this happened, but I am grateful that I have been able to to become a stronger person because of yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I I will I will say that. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> For it's, sure. I was just thinking about that the other day. I feel like I've I'm definitely from a personal standpoint, I feel like I've improved. It's made me slow down. Mm-hmm. Um and just work on me more, you know, right from both a physical and mental standpoint. And I'm probably the happiest with myself that I've been in a long time. And it's like, um, from a physical standpoint. And so, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's been, it's actually been nice. It's a terrible situation that caused it. But uh, it's been kind of nice to just slow down. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of slowing down, I hope that you enjoy your uh, your destination to door country. Oh, wait, was <laughs> I supposed you. to say that? Was that a secret? Yeah, no, that's still? fine. That's fine. Okay. But it's Door Door County. Door County. Sorry. I'm going to yes, call it Door Country. Okay. <laughs> door Country. They got, they got all kinds of doors there. <laughs> this is Door Country. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Doors everywhere. <laughs> all the doors you can want. That's right. You, so, you get yeah, there in the plane and break on through to the other side. <laughs> that's right. That'd be Doors yeah. Country. Anyway. All right. Where's my fucking bell? <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Um, I love you, Stacy. Yeah, I love you too. Have a great vacation. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho